Down I can go. What it do? What it do? It is Friday. You know how we do. And have a time before you getting off work on your way to your virtual club. I know a lot of y'all watched Jeezy and Gucci last night. So you're probably gonna recap that. But you know, we had that talk. It's always about us, mental health, politics, sports, whatever we get into. No topic tonight. Just I'm going to need you to come on. So put in the chat. You want to come on and talk for about two, three minutes. Let's just have a conversation about anything. I didn't want to have a topic. This is the last show of the season. I invited my guests of the past. I hope they come on. I know a lot of schedules needed to be filled, so they said they would try. But I'm here. I got a special guest coming from out the country that's going to uh, bless us tonight with some good topics. I love this lady. I love this accent. You're going to enjoy her. She's smart. She's beautiful. Can't wait to talk to her about what's going on. Let's see. Uh, you know, we got the election. Still proud of everybody who came out and, and that 140 million plus votes. Either way you voted, happy that that process is taking this place, even though we know it's not played out like it should. Still going on. Some litigation is some uh, <laughs> some bickering and stuff like that. But at this point, people have spoken. We have a president elect. We have a vice president-elect, and we're going to be moving forward on this transition and see how it goes. Uh, oh, my DSW program. I said I would take a little bit of time on this one this week. Let me let me get this camera right. There we go. I said I would take a little bit of time this week, right? Because the process of becoming a doc having a, a being becoming a doctor is tedious right i i respect all my phd's my my doctoral students in any form because my qualifying assessment for these last since uh, we i think we started school in august or this semester in august and having these three classes and the fact that i had to sit in front of a board pre present my capstone project <laughs> I think it was the hardest educational thing I've ever done in my life. And that's saying a lot because a lot of you know that I'm dyslexic. I went to 11 elementary schools, so one junior high school. And it is, uh, it's tough. It was tough. But it was rewarding. Like, I didn't think I would be this fulfilled to, to just speak in front of three people about what I'm passionate about anyway. I'll talk a little bit later about what what I, what it was and how it is. Y'all heard me talk about it. I want to have uh, help African-American males in some type of way. Uh, I started the year off uh, with a round table about fatherhood. I digged into some of the topics with around behavioral health and some of these things that's uh, going on within the urban communities that's affecting our black men. And I started leaning towards uh, being able to handle some of the educational part of it, how to get them to college, how to sustain them through college, and how to get out, get them out debt free. But I dig a little more if we have time. Probably at the last, my last five minute rant. You know, I, I'll talk about that because I'm on this show. If you've been watching this, it's all about mental health. I'm big on our brothers, making sure they're good. I'm big on. Uh, the educational process of everybody that comes in, whether it's a trade, whether it's a degree, whether it's 30, 40 years of government training or mechanic training or whatever training that is, just making sure you have some type of knowledge and skill. So, hey, Miss Minor, I hope you, I know you, you know, you feeling better and all that thing. I think I saw something out there, but I love you. What's going on, AK? Uh, so it's Friday and, you know, I am I am extremely excited, like I told you before, about our guests. I, hopefully, I got uh, another guest I want to promote, one of my favorite people in the world. I hope he comes on today and we get that started. So I think I talked to you about uh, all the preliminary stuff that I want to. Oh, no, one more thing. Our last week's show was I have to thank those uh, brothers and sisters again 
If you missed last week's show, we talked about the Divine Nine and their process in their uh, in the process that they took in all these different organizations to help within the, the elections. And they all discuss how the, you know their organizations were uh, right for themselves. So go back and watch that show. That was a really powerful show last week. I appreciate all of my Divine Nine members that came through. I hope y'all still know that A5A is still the best, and I'm still going to hold that down until they close my coffin. So um, I'm glad you're feeling better, Miss Man. I love you, girl. So we are, are going to get into it, all right? I'm going to see. Fee, are we good on our end? Let's see. Did we get our, our special guests to come in? If our special guest is, you come out. If not, just let me know. And I'll continue to do my thing and talk. So we've been working, uh, we've been working diligently to be able to get this show on the road. If you watched the early, early portions of this show, it was me doing Facebook Live on my couch having a conversation. And the first show I ever did was, I didn't think it was a show. I didn't, who knew it was going to turn into logos on whichever side the logo on, on your computer. Logos, StreamYard, just me having this conversation. It is uh, it's definitely grown. Shout out to my friend, Eddie Bryant, for, once again, I always give him credit for me sitting down and doing it this way. Because he he got uh, some of his comedian friends on Facebook Live, and they just had a conversation about what was going on in the world. And he asked, you know, he actually let me come on and, and say my spiel about the political piece of it and how I was feeling as a black man at the time. And man, we started that in May, and here we are in November, just being able to talk to the people about all the different topics that we had. We had. Uh, PhD and DSW candidates come on and talk about how the educational process um, going on black women. I had a black women show with these uh, scholarly ladies, which was an awesome show. So go back a couple shows and watch that. And I'm just talking about, you know, how, how their role within society is, how their role in the education process how they roll with black men and their process going through uh, the judicial process and also the educational process. Awesome show. I got to, uh, I got to, to sit down and have a uh, conversation with my mentor, which uh, Fee, could you uh, text Dean and see if he can jump on? I forgot to text him. That's a, I didn't, I text everybody else, but see if you can see if he wants to jump on tonight and close the show out close the season out with it. But I got to talk to my mentor and bring uh, a couple of my mentees in over time. Uh, I had uh, one of my good brothers, Brian, come on, who's an activist on this Black Lives Matter, and I appreciate him. Smart brother from Clark, uh, born and raised in Washington, D.C., and that's important. I've been trying to highlight that uh, just average Black men are not all in the streets doing bad things and not all in the streets. Just just they're not all looking a certain type of way and have a voice within our communities. Because if you watch some of the people that I had on, it's just everyday people. We just talking about everything. And it's always giving me good insight on how how we feel, you know, how we move forward, how we can make this uh, we can make our communities better. You know, but. Everybody know I'm in Prince George's County, Maryland, always looking to make my community better. I was reminded that I am doing good work, which I didn't not know I wasn't doing good work, but it's always good to hear because when you put yourself out there and you try to participate in social media and things like that, just to get the information out there, because it's not really about me, guys. It's yeah, I know I'm sitting here and I bring you the information, but it's about the type of information that we get and the type of people that likes to come on the show. We are hoping to make this thing larger than life next year in 2021. It's going to be a big year for all of us. Um, I'm going to ask uh, my wife to come on 
today. I don't know if she's going to be able to do it because I know how she likes to stay behind the scenes. So, Felicia, I am going to ask you at some point to join me on this show because this is the last one of the season and they need to see your face. So I am just elated about the direction this thing has uh, has uh, evolved in. I cannot wait to see where we go with it next year. I'm, I'm excited about uh, the 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 political process of everybody and i hope we continue up from this point now learning what's going on in our local election so we so all that stuff politically that happened 2020 we can kind of force them bad uh actors out get new people in in 2022 and we can change it for our futures and for our, our kids if you have kids or even just for your communities in a whole i am excited so I've been out here talking for like the last 10 minutes. I've just been notified that our special guest all the way from the UK is here. And I would love to bring her on so she can introduce herself when we get this conversation started. Hey, Cousin Don, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? You're looking beautiful as always. I put my lippy on. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Don, everybody that joins my show for the first time has to tell them how you know me. And then tell them something good about me. And well, I'm gonna tell Felicia to kick you off. But since you come so far, I'm not gonna tell her to kick you off. Oh, but please allow me to do that though. So um Antoine is my cousin uh, by marriage, he's married to my baby cousin uh, Felicia. And I really I'm, I mean I'm obviously I've known you for a few years, but I really oh okay. So there's things that I know about you, you love to play to do the bowling thing. And I was so surprised the first time I ever saw you, uh, I was going to say play bowling, but bowl. And I thought, oh, my goodness, he's serious. He put his sleeve on. (laughs) You put your sleeve on. And I was like, okay, he's serious. And you're not bad. You're actually quite good. That was fun. But I remember um, when I really got to know you was um, during a family reunion um, in, in Maryland where I came over. And we stayed over at the hotel. And we talked and I fell in love with you. It's as simple as that. You know, I truly fell in love with you and I'm so incredibly proud. And that's why I wanted to be on was because I'm so incredibly proud watching you and Felicia grow over the last few years. And you're an inspiration to me. And um, I hope, well, I can see to to many others. So I just wanted to say that about you really. <laughs> you can't make me cry right now, and I got We got a show to do for the next forty minutes, but I it's love okay. you. It's okay. Get to that's fine. <laughs> I love you. And, and thank you. Thank you for wanting to come on. You don't understand. Like me and Felicia have been like, okay, what are we gonna do? How's this gonna grow? And the envision is people calling me and say, hey, can I come on your show? So when you did that, it was like, wow, it's all coming full circle. And then Don, I mean, you over there in a whole different time zone and want to spend a couple minutes with us. This was a complete honor. And I kind of switched the whole format of today's show, what it was going to do, just so we can have a conversation. And I'll just invite people in. If they come, they come. If they don't, they don't. Because your time was important to us. So we wanted to make sure you had all this shine with me and we can just have this conversation. And and (laughs) the accent is amazing, as always. Thank you very much. They need to hear that. So that's that'll work too. <laughs> that's that's all good. So tell me what tell me what have you been up to today? <laughs> um, um okay. Um you so you saw us post right. You saw we post that I finished my qualifying assessment yesterday, right? I was texting Felicia, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> so we uh so I didn't do anything really today. I went to work, I just relaxed. A lot of my classmates were doing their qualifying assessments. So after I finished mine, I didn't really celebrate like I wanted to because I knew that my core group still had theirs to do today. So they just finished theirs a few minutes ago. So we are all officially done. So we just waiting for our grades to come in and to see if we pass, which I think we all did amazing. So we should be okay. So I remember, you know, I remember you talking about this. This is this was a dream. You know, I remember you talking about this, and this was probably about four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. I've seen you sort of like you've taken those steps, you've put your thoughts and your words into action. 
And that's been just incredible just to sort of, you know, the, the journey. Slow, slow, but you're getting there. Slow, slow, but you're getting there. And that's just been, you know, lesson to us all, really. Take the step. That is, and I, you know, Don, that's, that's, that's funny you say, because you know how when you tell people, or you just expressing, because we haven't gone, because we had a good conversation that year. So I'm just saying all the things I want to do. Don't know how, I always said, I don't know how it's going to get done, Don, but it's going to get done. We're going to just yeah. do it. And without your cousin saying, okay, let's do this, let's do that, because she, she puts things in blocks very well. She's like, okay, do this first, do that first. And I'm like, no, let's do it all. Come on, we can do it all. She's like, no, you do this and set you up for this. And I was like, okay. And then I take her piece and we and we run with it. So mm-hmm. it's definitely been a team effort. I couldn't do this without her. I, I know I, you know, I tell all the time, I make it look easy, but I know I put a lot of pressure on you. So I love you for it. I love you for it. I know you're back there. I love you for it. And I couldn't do it without it. So relationship wise, I couldn't have picked a better partner. God couldn't say, hey, that's you your wife. You didn't pick her. Yeah, I you sure didn't. didn't. You didn't pick her. I sure didn't. I, I, say it all, I say it all the time. You know, you wasn't even my type, but I love you. She be <laughs> like, no, no. I was like, God, he had a funny way of putting people together. So when I hear relationships and I be like, I be like, I like this type of guy. I like that type of girl. I be like, he is laughing at you. Yeah. He, the person that's for you is for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Laughing at you. I am so I'm gonna let you start this off, Don. I know we're talking about me too much. I don't want to talk about me, but I'll let you kick it off. Anything you want to talk about, you know, politically. I know I know you've been doing your food thing lately, so we can get into that. So well, you know, um, I was saying to Felicia, I said, Well, what should I talk about? She said, Anything you like I like, and I said, Well, you know, I can talk about food. Because I like food, I like to cook, I like to eat it, um, of course. Um, but I, I know, you know, watching what's been going on in the USA in regards to um, the, the the election has been. I mean, I've been, you know, but I go back to 2016. I would say we go back to 2016. What a crazy year that was! That was the year that you know the UK voted to come out of Brexit. And everyone said, what's happening over there? And, you know, a few months later, there you guys and Mr. The, the president um, that is leaving uh, got into office. And I thought, what's happening over there? And there's a fear that catches your heart, really. And I, I, I must say, for somebody who visits America annually to come to the family reunion, you see how things have changed. And... I, I, you know, I worry. I've always worried about the family, what's going to happen, you know, because I think it's a crazy world out there. And, you know, I love America. But to see how things, especially this last year, coming up to the election, um, the unrest, and that unrest has affected us here. You know, something, you know, and since the election has, ha- you know, has occurred and, you know, Biden's in and, you know, I, I, was, I make no apologies that I can because I'm over here. I'm so glad he's in office and so proud of Kamala because she's Jamaican. <laughs> so, you know, there's an added benefit. Oh God, and she's a woman too. Wow, wow, whoop, whoop. But, you know, there's, there's almost a kind of phew, but now we're waiting for him to come out of the White House, you know, and and I think that just confirms for me um. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use the word the madness of the man, but it's probably not very political me saying that. But it's quite um it's unsettling watching what's going on really, but it kind of confirms what we kind of knew about this chap. Not said that very well, but I, I hope you understand. Mm-mm, completely, because um it's everything that you're feeling over there, we definitely feel over here. Yeah. And it's still to this day, he's still making uh White House press releases about how the election was stolen from him and, and with no, no evidence. Yeah, it's it just doesn't want to go. And it and, and it's a tactic. And I always tell people like I appreciate Donald Trump to for exposing some of the loopholes and fraud and things within our constitution, yeah. within the laws. He because if he can find a way to try to do things, he's looking. So those some of the things that we have to talk about over the next couple of years is why he's trying to prolong his election so he can select electoral college members so he can uh try to get those to go in front of congress and re reevaluate 
reevaluate the election. Like it's 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 fascinating that yeah, you dig this deep to try to find a way instead of being respected and just leaving out. It, it's it's just amazing. But you don't think it's it it'd make a great movie? It, yes. No, seriously, I thought, I'm watching it. I think this is like, this is better than anything on Netflix, this. You know, it's just been, yeah, um, it's sad. Yes. It's sad. Um, but I do hope that it will, you know, what what is meant to be will be sorted very soon. I, I just can't understand that someone that successful can't just take a win when he sees one. Because I was talking... Because, you know, when I'm being bipartisan, when I'm talking, just talking politics to people and I'd be bipartisan, right? I was like, if we think about, if we think about the success of this man, like if he was a, just a normal person, right? He decided to, he became one of the wealthiest men in the country, hands down, either way how he did it. He's become one of the wealthiest men. He ran for office several times. Yes. Then he ran for office and he won, Right. Then he went in, he changed laws and did what he needed to do for his base. And then he lost. Once he get out of office, his marketing portion of his life can never be checked. He, he can always say, I was, I've been a winner. Even how many times he's lost. He can always say, I've, I've been a winner. I did this. I did that. His marketing power after he uh, get out of office is going to be stronger than anything anybody's ever seen because he became president at such an older age and his diligence to keep running for it. I said, but his downfall of all of that is he's only going to have uh, a, a, a shelf life of a certain amount of years because he was only talking to one base in America. He wasn't talking to everybody, America, where yeah. the president that we had and loved for eight years will be able to live on and his legacy will be live on because he, he reached both sides of the aisle yeah, but people didn't like them, but it was more people that loved them than disliked them. So, but that's just my, me being bipartisan in it. And I, you know, I, I don't, politics aside, I didn't like the person. Like I told him, he could have been a Democrat. He could have been an independent. The, anybody that shows me that you don't like my race, but is a racist. And that's flat out how it is. I don't care what political party you're about. You kept showing that you don't like me as a person because of the color of my skin. Yeah. And that's that's the I guess, you know, it's it, you say it's a downfall, it's part of the downfall to, to a certain certain degree. But yet there are still people that love him. They love the air that he breathes. But that also reminds us of that reminds me of the issues that we are still that are not gonna disappear just because he goes. Right. You know, um, but it's how we address these things going forward. Yeah, but, but <laughs> you, you know, Don, I don't know, I don't know how uh, elections are run in the UK, right? Where you are, where are you right now? I always put you somewhere else. I'm in Manchester, not Manchester. London. Yeah. You're in England. That's uh, no. You always say you're in England. Or something. Yeah, you're in Manchester. Manchester. So elections run in Manchester, you know. So, but the local elections are coming up in two years, right? So once we finish this here in the presidential, then we get the local elections. And I always been telling people over the last how long and they asked me the local elections is more important to us as a a short-term goal to a long-term goal absolutely so make sure you understand the people and what i what i've realized here in over this last two years since 2018 election because once hillary clinton lost which i don't think america was ready for a woman president no. at that particular time and I was saying that, and people looked at me crazy. And I was like, I don't, I don't think it, it was a lot to ask the American people to to <laughs> to uh, just get off of putting a, a black man in in office. Now you're going to ask them to put a white female in office. I was like, that's a lot. Now the guy she was running against it, totally didn't want him to win. I was just like, I right, let's see how it go. I was like, of course I'm a vote for her because I like her policy. Blah blah blah. But in between that, in, in the 2018 cycle, you saw more women become elected officials on the Congress side, more mayors, more House of Representatives. Like it was a movement of, okay, let's show you which direction we want to go. 
that translated in 20. That's why uh, if you watch Georgia turn blue this week or today, I think it was, and, and there's more Democrats that voted and came out partially because of this mail-in voted that the pandemic put us in. But I hope that all that from 2018 to 2022 keeps going and we change more people like us understand that our voting power, our vote counts. If this election didn't show you anything else, they went deep into these different little counties to show you that every single vote counts. Every yeah. single vote. So you got to go out and do your part. So I'm excited to see how the local election goes in two years. I think people, well, from what from what I've seen um, over here, what's going on over there, I think more people are engaged this time than ever before. And the, the, the opportunity to vote um, by post um, as as enabled people that probably couldn't or wouldn't vote said, okay, let me let me do something this time. So maybe that's something about changing the way that we do things, to, you know, in the future, which allows people to continue to do the postal vote. Um, you know, because times change, and you know, the old way of going to the polling station and lining up. Maybe we need to think differently. We're we're in a different era now, and I think that that's something that I think could be and should be replicated here um not just because you're ill or because you can't physically get there but to think actually this is the most convenient way for individuals to vote to engage the to get engage the population and it's funny you say that because i know we always talk about that this particular system was created to suppress the vote like mm -hmm. go on a tuesday night when people or tuesday morning when people gotta go to work and you know absentee ballots being the last things that get counted so it wasn't it wasn't built for uh <laughs> and the average day man yeah. it usually affected affected low-income families and communities because they out here being our daily workers they hourly workers they can't take off four or five hours without their checks being affected so they decide not to go like yeah. and that was it was a strategy that that needs to be changed. So it's some laws that's on Congress. I wish I had the bill numbers just to say them, but I would be being fancy then. But it is some laws that some people out here suggesting, like, look, maybe we need to look into not having it on a Tuesday. Because if if you had it on a Saturday, then everybody would be able to come out, right? Like, I well, take a couple more, hours. Maybe more people would come maybe. out because the people that work on, on the weekends that can't get out. So it's getting that. getting the, It's getting it right, isn't it? Yep. It's getting it right. So, I mean, so y'all didn't do a mail-in ballot because of the pandemic. How did you went out and had to go to the polls? No, we haven't. We've had no voting during this period of time. Oh. No, no, no. We've had. I think it's, I want to say it's next. It's usually May. Um, okay. I think it's next May is our um, local local voting. Okay. All right. That's good to say. Okay. Look, ooh, I just seen one of my good friends, and and she was in. Uh, she has been on the show before, and she's always uh, insightful about different things. I like having her on. So I'm going to invite her on with her for a little bit and see how long she can stay. And then we're going to get back to your cooking, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sekira, how are you? Hello, how are you? I am good. This is not your first time on the show. <laughs> you have to tell people how you know me, say something nice, or I'm not going to kick you off because you've been here before. <laughs> Of course, by bowling. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Oh, did Antoine freeze? I said, that's a great smile from Antoine. So hopefully we should just keep talking until he comes back. Indeed, so indeed. No, I know him by bowling. I want to say 2014. Okay. It might be six years. Um, and he helped me uh, actually apply to my EDD program. So I started Baylor in 2018. And then I know that Felicia and Antoine started USC right after. So I definitely feel his pain and what he's going through right now. So does that mean you've, you've got your doctorate? August 14th, 2021, 259 more days. Yay! <laughs> I love the fact that you know the day. <laughs> I have been counting down 266 days. I've been counting down since I want to say like 750 days. So since we started the program. And so I am active in the countdown. Professors be like, how many days we got left? Exactly these many days. <laughs> oh, and what are you doing your doctorate in? 
it's in leadership and organizational change. Um, and I've actually spent my dissertation to be on the bowling community, looking at the social aspects um, and relationships between members and then um, as members of organizations um, and looking at it at that angle, just because there hasn't been a lot of literature at all on the bowling community. Yeah, you have the papers that are physics. So looking at the bowling lanes, looking at bowling balls, the mathematical scene that works. Um, and then when you get into like the psychology and like so social aspects, you're talking about three studies. Um, and they don't even look at the various types of bowlers. They don't look at, some of them are just too gender specific and the other one's not in the US at all. So this would definitely add a lot to the literature. I had to like back up from where I want it to be um, so that I can open up for future study in the future. Okay. Hey, hey, hey Don, I got smart friends. You got what? Smart I got friends. smart friends, yeah. That's bowlers. Like you can't, you can't beat it. Okay. <laughs> you, you, didn't, you didn't you didn't come interview me for being a great bowler. I could have been well, I posted, but I can open it back up for you. But I, I didn't see that. I didn't see that post. Yes. Okay. I yeah, I, I need can, to be I'll send it to you. It's still open. I'm still collecting data throughout November. So oh, yeah, I need I need to be a part of that one. I need to be in that that research. You so do. I can, like hey, I was I was smart too. Look, look what I did and it to help <laughs> <my friend. laughs> But you're doing great work. I appreciate it. So I'm sorry I got frozen a little bit. I guess you got Don met and yeah, yeah, we had a, we had a great frozen picture. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I'm, I'm glad I was at least a good frozen picture. But thank y'all for holding it down for me. <laughs> but um, Segura, I asked you to come on because I know you've seen uh, seen the growth of this show, right? From where we were and where we are now. So I was like, uh, let me. I need somebody to come in and talk about what they say. And plus, I know you know me prior to the show and some of the things. So, so uh, Don uh, Segura also was my. Uh, she was my. Uh, what's that thing? What's the word I'm looking for? My, uh, Inspiration. No, 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 no. On my campaign. Mm. Oh, your treasurer. My treasurer. Ooh, I couldn't. Oh, oh, my treasurer on my last campaign. So. Anytime I call her and be like, Segura, I need your help. She was like, what you need? I got you. And then she's always been there for me. So I just wanted you to talk about that, just some of the things that you've seen. And I'm going to bring in somebody else. And then I'm going to let you go ahead and do your spiel. Okay. You want me to speak right now? Yeah, you go ahead. We're introducing oh, okay. yeah. Um, so just, uh, the growth just in your ideas and your mindset, similar to what your cousin Dawn said, just the fact that even though you may talk about something, you may not have all the resources at that particular time. But then 2014, you said, I'm a run, I'm a run, I'm a run. And it's like, okay, we don't, now we got to look at fundraising. Now we got to look at this. Now we got to look at that. And you ran and you won and you ran again and you're elected. And so you've really been setting the basis up to understand that, if you have a vision for yourself or you have what you know that your passion is, it's not going to be overnight and that it may take a couple months, a couple years, but you can get to where you want to be as long as you're setting those small goals up to, to achieve towards your larger goals. So this has definitely grown from I'm sitting on Facebook having a conversation and now, you know, we're backstage in StreamYard, which is really popular. That was, that was a little fancy. Um and it's really grown to, for, you know, just what it feels like regular people to speak their piece about so many different things that we may have conversations, you know, with our family and friends with. So I've enjoyed the growth. Right. And I appreciate you being here because this is you, you're definitely right. And I, I think 2014 when we met, I was like, I don't know. I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm a run, though. Right. Like, we just, I don't know. I just need to try, uh, somebody to hold on to the money. I don't know what. Going on, but we're gonna figure it out together. But that is a testament, but that's the same kinship we have, right? So when I met you, you was in you going getting your master's, you was like, I don't know what this is, it's a little struggle. I don't know, it's a, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I hate my job, but I love this work. So it was like it, it was so we like, okay, well, that's how we gonna do whatever we do. And now look at you being able to take on a challenge with uh a population that's unpopular to people that don't live, know this uh, community like we know. And then uh, especially with, uh, I don't know if you're doing uh, the race portion of it. I don't know. Are you doing the race portion of this? Because I know that outside of our area, right, 
and maybe further north, I know the color of this sport is definitely not what it is. Are you tackling that portion? I am not tackling it. I am highlighting it. So that is data that I did collect. Um, what I did when I was um, looking for participants, I actually posted my spiel in actually a lot of different bowling groups that weren't tied to those particular organizations, just so that I didn't necessarily like I'm not speaking for the organization, so I don't want to run into what that could be. Um, mm -hmm. But I was able to get actually a, a for the population is decent. I have a decent amount of males to females, decent amount of different types of ethnicities. And that is something that I want to be able to look into more as a future study um, when I can actually like work with the organizations, hopefully to be able to really drill down, like what does that membership experience look like? You know, what does this sport look like moving forward in the future? And to be honest, sitting just in class with a lot of people who don't bowl, how can you educate the non-bowling community the fact that like their scholarship money sitting here not being touched? And you don't have to actually be good enough in the sport to be able to do it, but it's beneficial for you to be able to do it. And even like, as we talk about the professional scene that none of them look like me, like you have your tokens and I hate to say it that way, but that's what it feels like. You have your tokens that are out there, but the, the amount of resources, the amount of time, the stuff that we don't have access to at such a young age, like that is definitely a bigger conversation. And it's, it's important to, I'm, I know this conversation wasn't supposed to go to bowling. Sorry, Don, but it did. we'll be right back. But um, it's, it's important too, because I'm glad you, we're talking about it right now because if somebody watching that they can see, Hey, it's not just basketball. It's not just football. It's not just girls volleyball. It's not just soccer. Like it's, it's an avenue. If you take the time to participate in this sport early enough to get some of the, fun, the fundamentals and foundation, you can be successful and get a college education. That, that's, that's important to say, but I'm going to switch gears a little bit, Don, cause I'm gonna come back to you. And when Steen come back on, we'll, we'll get him to. Now, my favorite holiday is less than four days away. Like, oh, favorite holiday James. ever. I am definitely uh, sad, like almost to tears sad that COVID-19 is affecting my, my house hopping to get all the plates that I need in order to be successful on this, <laughs> on this day. So, Don. How are you doing Thanksgiving? What are you cooking? And then, Sagira, I know where you're going. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving and see how well, we go. All right. We don't celebrate Thanksgiving here. Oh, no, Don. I don't. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. No, I, know it's, I know it's a bad day. You need to come over and I'll celebrate it with I'm me. I'm normally there. I'm normally here. This you're right. You are. I'm normally, I'm normally at Cousin Shirley's. Um, right. My choir, one of my choirs normally is in New York at this time. Um, and we surely cooked cooked uh, Thanksgiving dinner for the choir, and so yeah, I'm kind of sad we're not there either. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, 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 had forget that I see you so often. I forget that you don't actually live yeah. in this country. Oh bless you. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Sagir, how how are you celebrating this lovely Thanksgiving this year? It may be uh, against protocol, but I came to New York uh, to spend time with my mom. Um, I actually see her, I want to say, might be twice a year since I uh, started school in 2009. So, like, I enjoy this time and I took off a week and a half. So, took my COVID test, was negative, came on down because she needed to see me. And she is, even though no one's coming over and she's cooking to-go bags for some of my cousins. When I say this woman is cooking for 20 and there's five of us. So I will bring home some food. Yes, tell Miss Willa to 21. Yes. I'll bring home He said 21. He said 22. 22, right. We'll ship it over. But she 22. is, I mean, the, the staples, the fried chicken, collard greens, cabbage, uh, green beans, white rice, lasagna, mac and cheese. She does a, a meatless lasagna. For my brother's girlfriend, and then she does the turkey lasagna, and then the mac and cheese, the yams, the cram. She likes the cranberries, but not the not the jello. This woman is cooking, and she's gonna yeah. start on Monday and just be until Thursday. Just cooking. I took my COVID test and came with you. That's what this time <laughs> I was like. Dang man, tell Miss Willa I, I'm gonna appreciate my plate. I, I know she didn't know she was cooking for me too. But plate. Tell her. 
You know we come with aluminum foil. I get the whole thing. <laughs> That's all right. We got some people over here to eat. We got some people to eat. But, Don, this is my definitely my favorite holiday. So I uh, went home with Felicia one year, and I was like, I, I love, I love, I love my Jamaican family. You know I do, but I can't celebrate this holiday with you guys because I don't want, I want some Southern cooking that day. That's what I said. She was like, I understand. And I was like, and plus, if I'm in New York, I can't go to house to house to house to get all the food because I'm in New York. And that's what I've been doing. Me and my best friend, shout out to Dede, wherever he is, have been since we were 16, 17 years old. We would eat at home with our, with our mothers cook and we would get together and we would just go house to house and just eat and celebrate. And it's not, it's about the food, but it's really about because I like being around family and friends. I've always wanted a large family. It was just me, my, my mother, my brother, and my grandfather, before, God rest his soul, before he passed, would have everybody come over to the house and they would, I mean, my family would just cook. And then I feel like it was probably 10 or 15 of us, maybe 20 because he has nine kids. Plus, at that time, everybody had a, a kid or two. So yeah. it's about 15, 15, 20 of us all. And they would just, it would just lay it out. And I've been always looking for that feeling ever since he passed away. So I was like, okay, well, I can't get it at my house. I'm going to go to somebody else's. But so how are you going to all manage that? You know, not I don't know. I don't know. I'm telling everybody to bring me a plate. Like just put it outside on your porch. I'll pick it up. So we'll we'll figure it out. But I just love, and it's this is a hard hard because I know we you know we on the backs of our indigenous people on this holiday, and I understand that, and don't take that for granted. Mm-hmm. But I always think, okay, I think we kind of redefine this day as black people, <laughs> as more as family, as more as friends, and loving and being thankful for the things that we've done. We we accomplish we at this particular time we've lived in we lived through a pandemic and we made it this far like we are living through and we're living through this pandemic so you're right this is this is a a a deeply special one so and i mean to hear segura say that you know she had to take a covid test to go visit her mom it kind of tells us our world is different you know and how you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm I'm a nurse by background, and to hear you say that it bothers me that you have to do it. But I'm so glad that you did because you're ensuring the safety of your your mom and you know and yourself going and others, obviously. Um, but you know, is this what we have to do for the future? That's the question, isn't it? You yes. know, and what you know, you talk about being grateful. You know, being thankful. We have so much to be thankful because watching the death rates. You know, that's one of the other things that. I watch from here and I'm just, I put my hand in my head and think, oh my God. And I, you know, I do, I get, I mean, I think if you remember right at the beginning of this, I was like every week, is everybody okay? Is everybody okay? And it's been, it's been, a, you know, it's, you know, for the family, we've, you know, we've, we've had, um, we've been affected by it. And it, it's been a challenging time, but, you know, you get the phone call, you're looking at the phone, praying that everybody's okay, you know, and that still goes on. And, we can't lessen our, sorry, I've got a bit serious here, but we can't lessen our vigilance um, because I don't think it's been addressed very well in the U. from what from I'm looking and um, watching what's going on in the USA. I just don't think it's been taken really seriously. You know, I don't think that precautions, that's just my view and I don't want to, don't set me off. <laughs> Do not set me off. Um, so I think we have a lot to be thankful, to be thankful for. That's and that's you're right. Um, we got 15 minutes. Um, I'm gonna come back to the pandemic part because that's interesting. Like, that's why I wanted you on because of your view from outside of us. Because we kind of, you know, when we're close to it, we don't see the full picture. So that's uh, great insight. So I'm gonna bring Steen back. I think Steen's back for you. Can you bring him on in, brother Steen? How are you today? I'm doing well, Dr. Brown. How are you? Ah, ah, I just like the way that sounds. Ah, ah, I like the way it sounds also. And you know what else I like? What's that? You are not COVID looking right now. You <laughs> hey, it, 
It's a going away present. Your last show, I had to actually just dive out there and 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 take the uh, and take the hit and get my uh, hair cut. All right. Well, I know you've been on several times, but you know what we do: tell the people how you know me. Say something nice to me, please. Uh, I, I forgot. Can we rerun some of those earlier tapes? <laughs> I, uh, I, I've known the story now. I've known the distinguished Antoine Brown. For, for many, many years. Uh, I actually met him when he was in high school. Uh, I was a um, community police officer in Prince George's County at that time. Uh, I was um, very active at the school that he attended, um, you know, trying to uh, forge uh, positive relationships between the students in the community and the police officers. Um, uh, Mr. Brown just has that knack that once you have a conversation with him, he it just it's that magnet personality just draws you in and you just want to continue to uh, be a part of his fear or his fear. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, just just try to support him, try to encourage him, uh, try to uh, lift him up in any way that I uh, I could. Followed him down to the Livingstone, followed him back up to uh, Oxen Hill um followed followed his son followed his wife you know to the uh uh to the uh uh nursery ward at Southern Maryland Hospital um followed him in you know uh, his his move into politics and uh here I am here I am still following him making sure that he stays on course yeah yeah I was about to say you keep saying follow like I ain't been with a, a string around my neck like boy get over here and do this but I, thank you for being nice I appreciate that yes yes it's your, <laughs> it's your Thanksgiving hey, gift I know you've been in the background I know uh cousin Don is on from the UK Manchester yes she's from uh, Manchester because I always mess it up welcome yeah. welcome I don't know if you've seen or met Segura. have you met Segura yet I don't think so. No, I, I don't think so. All I know is there was a whole lot of educational conversations going on and I kept getting kicked off. So apparently this is not the show for me. But no, this is definitely the show because it's, it's two portions to the show before we leave. I wanted you to come on so you can talk about the growth of the show. Like this is the last one of the season. We're going to start back in January. But I wanted to get your perspective because you've been on several of these shows and I wanted you to give everybody the perspective of where we started and how we got here and where you think we should go in the future. Yeah, it, it, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, when when uh, when the show started, it, it started on a whole different pl platform. It was on Facebook Live. And, you know, it's, it appeared that the more people that that tried to chime in, uh, the more the screen froze and it just was very difficult getting um, the message across. You know, we, we, we are people uh, where our attention span isn't really where it should be uh, with all the technology. And, and uh, you know, I just saw the numbers kept dropping every time the screen would freeze or every time we had to reset. Uh, and to, considering where we are now, we got backstage, we got, you know, uh, clear um, uh, HD quality video, uh, sound. I mean, this this is this is phenomenal. The platform itself, uh, the idea, uh, see. communicating with the your constituents, with your peers, with the people. Sit down. Uh, we uh, see. We're gonna we're gonna talk about him about his dag on internet this time. It wasn't me this time. He always talking about money. He didn't look like he was at home, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Segura. <laughs> Uh, Don, before when Don stopped, we, we went a little serious with the pandemic, and that that what you think about what she said? Because I didn't think about it that you did have to take a COVID test to go see your mother. Like that that was that was deep. And I did because she's a nurse, so she's very like she's been in the house since March. She does not go anywhere outside of taking care of my aunt who has cancer. So she takes her to all her appointments. Other than that, they don't go anywhere. Like in the house, I'm like, Mom, go outside and walk. She's like. Mm, COVID. I said, is it airborne? So like, there's just so many, for me, it is not even to be naive to everything. It's just, there's so many inconsistencies. People feel some type of way. Each state doing their own thing. The fact that Texas has been open forever and Florida and Georgia and my, my older brother's in Georgia. And he was like, we don't go nowhere. Like they can go ahead and ship the groceries to us. Like we're not 
like they just out there partying. And then to be honest, even during the pandemic, I did go to New Orleans. I just wanted to see what was going on. I needed to, I needed a fresh, like mentally I was done. I hit that moment. So I actually just went to go stay in a condo. We stayed in a condo. We ate some food, ordered it. But it was just easier to be in a different four walls than to sit in my own house just because I think even though we're going through the health crisis, we're, we're seeing the death rates. We're seeing people not being able to pay attention. But we're also like, well, Walmart hasn't closed. Target hasn't closed. People who are non-essential are essential because your job wants you to come into the office. Like, So... It's like we're so, as a society, so geared towards money that we can't sit down because someone else is going to lose money versus other countries who are literally paying their residents to stay home. Yeah. Like, here goes the stipend that you need for your electricity and your rent. If, like, the see the rate of people who are unemployed, but then you have unemployment fraud, but then your job, people who are unemployed are getting more unemployment than people who are going to work. So that makes you not want to go to work, makes you want to be unemployed. Like it's been so much just to to live what it feels like. And then like what the conversation me and my mom typically have, she's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to live. We can't do this. And I was like, God would never put us in a place where we have to stop living. We have to be smart about it. Don't get me wrong, but we can't stop living. And because everything else is still going on. So how do we live in this time and still fulfill our passions? What does that look like? What does that look like? Hey, Stain, um, I know you cut off and we kind of shifted over to the pandemic. And Sagara's in New York, if you didn't hear. She's in New York. She's mom. She had to take a COVID test. And I really haven't, you know, I, I usually see you a little more, you know, and especially since we're not doing COVID-related stuff, right? Um, how have you been working your, uh, I know you have a new uh position where we go from to GPS. And I want you to say a little bit about that, but your work-life balance through the pandemic, how's that been going on? I can't hear you. We, there you go. Nope. Can't hear you. He is having technical. <laughs> nope. That doesn't work either. I don't, if you move your mouth, you still got it. We all got to be able to hear you. All right, I'll come back to you. Hold on for a second. Don, I'm going to come over to you, Don, until we see if we get some uh, communication from Steve. Don. Yes. Thank you again for doing this show. I know it's late there. I know this is past your bedtime, and okay. I appreciate it. making me feel real, hot, real old now. It's only half past 11, and it's a Friday night. I can stay at once in a while, you know? You've gone. I can't hear you. Yeah, his his. Mm -mm. Hey, you start making fun of Steen. Look at you. No, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> You're on mute now. Hello. Yeah, I did it. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. Good. I just had to had to clear it up. So, Steen, can we hear you? No. I can't hear you still. It's a it's a it's it's just because it's the last show. You know how we're running yeah. so smooth. So long. It's just because it's the last show, but we're gonna make it work. So you just stay there. Let's just look at that that nice haircut. You just stay there for a second. <laughs> so <laughs> listen, um, I was saying, Don, thank you like for actually being on the show. Like I reworked this show so you could be here. Sagira, thanks for coming on because I really needed you to come on because I know you know some of my my background and I needed that perspective. If we could hear Steen, Steen has a a wealth of historical stuff, which he always say he's known me from high school to not make himself sound so old. But if we put those in perspective, that's over 30 years of knowing me. Yeah. Yeah. That's 30 years. And he tried to, right. <laughs> yeah. 1993 is when I met him. Yeah. He tried to make himself not seem so old, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to let them know. We we made it this far. I still don't know how I became friends with the police officer, but we 30 plus years in running. And, and I'm proud to call that man a brother, a friend, a mentor all of my life. But I just wanted to close this show because in the last five minutes, Don, I usually do a rant and I just go on. So we getting close to that five minute mark. And I just wanted to thank you all for joining me. Great conversation talking to you both as always. Hopefully we can do something a little uh, around uh, Segura's 
graduation time. So we, I'm gonna need you yeah. earlier than that. You know, we started the podcast. We need you on our podcast. You know, I'm, I'm just talking about. I want to dedicate a show to graduation because by that time, which you got August, right? Mm-hmm. Felicia will be graduated in May. And speaking of Felicia, Felicia, come on on. Yep, come on, Fee. Hello. Last can show. You, can you hear me? We can hear yeah. you. Last show. Last show, my five minutes is right, is starting right now. So <laughs> keep everybody up for you. Don't take nobody off. I know I usually do it in. So this last five minutes is going to you, Felicia. Yes, this last show is dedicated to you. And I know this is embarrassing and I don't care. So this thank you for pushing me to get on this platform. And you've been pushing for this type of interaction with our constituents, with the people that we hang out with for probably about a good five years now. And I've been kind of fighting it, didn't want to go through it. But your your brilliance of being able to strategically put things together is one of the most important things of my life, not just you being my wife, but your professionalism, your your character, your your drive, your personality. None of this works. This whole season does not work if you wasn't who you were. So I always, and I, I know I've been giving you praise behind closed doors, but I'm I'm a man of my my woman, and I'll say it publicly in front of anybody. You know how I feel about you. You know how this works. But this does not continue to work without you. This doesn't work right now without you. All these people over here know how much you work behind for me behind closed doors. If I go get some neighbors and they'll be like, yeah, that's the first lady of the neighborhood and we know how this works. So, man, I want you to give yourself a pat on the back for this one. I know you've been going through a lot, you know, <laughs> this, around this time, you know, early in the year, you lost your father, but you, you keep pushing. You're still looking beautiful. Thank you for all that you do for all of us in all these communities. And, I, and I'm sure your son will thank you, even though you yelled at his teacher the other day, right? I'm sure he would thank you too. So I, I know, I know, I know this is embarrassing. I know you don't like to be in the forefront, but I, like I said, I don't care. You deserve for the people to know that your communication degree at USC is working. You pay a lot of money for it, right? So it's working, and right, and you are a doctoral candidate, and we're gonna have two doctors in the house pretty soon. So everything and every accomplishment that you've done this far over the last six, seven years, I love you for it. Once again, I thank you for it. And I push, all right? I, 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 you can go back behind the scenes, baby. I'll see you soon. Okay? <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I love you too. Just keep striving. And I registered for my last semester today. So I'm excited about that. Okay, bye guys. Bye. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take the last minute to just say what I want to say, but I want to thank y'all. Felicia, you can put me up now. I, I don't go nowhere, y'all. Stay behind the scenes and talk to you in a second. Don't go. All right, guys, listen, this is the last show of the season. Uh, I don't know what to say. Thank you all for watching, thank you all for supporting. I need you to go to my uh Facebook page, my, my elected official at Antoine Brown, click the like button. Go to YouTube, Antoine C. Brown. Make sure you share some of this stuff because we're going to be gone. So go go back and share some of the old videos. So by the time we get back to uh, the beginning of the year, we on it popping. We they, we got a fan base, <laughs> even if they don't live here. Make sure, If you need more information, well, we need your information so we can let you know for prior shows, information that's coming out nationally or publicly. I don't know how we're going to do this thing now, but make sure you follow. Send an email over to ACB. Just send a blank one acb at bcast.email. My guest for this season, thank you so much. I really wanted to get all of us back together, but I could not not let Dawn come on and talk to me for this last show and give her her perspective of Manchester. It was so insightful. It gives us an outside look of how powerful, you know, the things that we're going in can affect the world, basically. And everybody be safe. Please social distance, wear your mask, 
It's a vaccine that was hit the market. I don't know what's going to come of it yet, but one of them was 95% effective. One of them was around 91 effective. I heard it's going to the FDA for an approval. So keep close to, uh, keep your ears close on that and see how that's going to go. Uh, within the county, they, they're looking at some avenues to be able to to push out some of these things and make sure our economy still running, make sure our healthcare workers are still safe. Um, I'm still proud of you all about the election and how things turned out in that. Over 144 million people voted. <laughs> Amazing. And this will happen when democracy works and it lets everybody have an ability to vote. Uh, Sting has always been there for me in, in every way, shape, form of my life. But he held down this show this year. Special thanks, special shout out to him. All my business owners that was here that came on and we highlighted you guys. Keep doing your thing in 2021. I want you back on. Give us an update of some of your goods and services. And we're going to try to figure it out. Ending and closing with my first lady, my wife, my friend, my lover. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for always being who you are for me in this show and me in my life and us as a family. Hey, guys, I'll see you next season. Make sure you tune in. Stay updated on all my platforms so you can see what's going on and how we hanging. Hey, if you got ideas for the show, you got some people that I should talk to and bring on so we can have those conversations, let me know and we're going to make it happen. Y'all be safe. I'll see y'all next season. Enjoy, be safe, and happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.